What's good, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we are talking about success anxiety again. A couple of weeks ago, I created a podcast called The Battle Against Success Anxiety, and I thought it was a pretty good position that I took. I'll restate it in a second, but I learned something else that I want to share with you, and yeah, that's why we're doing this again. So for those of you who didn't see that podcast, here is my basic position. So anxiety is the fear of a negative future outcome. Therefore, success and anxiety is negative, a fear of a negative future outcome based on your success. And success is basically when you attain a value that you highly cherish. So success isn't just a money thing. It's not just a getting the girl type of thing. I value recording these podcasts. And every time I record a podcast, I experience some success. But the thing about recording a podcast or just calling waking up in the morning a success is that there has no it has no effect on anybody else besides myself. Whereas if you're successful with with money or with women or with men, there will be some a lot some actual anxiety there. And my argument is that that is a totally valid experience to have. And that you shouldn't be beating yourself up because you are worried about pushback from other people about your success in the monetary world or in relationships. I also argue that this has a a very deep um, evolutionary reality for all of us. For most of our history and a lot currently, because we're kind of regressing, but in history, we were in tribes and tribes have certain values and goals and their own definition of success. If you were to stick your head up, stick your head out and do something different and actually achieve success in any realm, that would have been very, very bad for your genetics. AKA, you probably would have been killed. So, it is not surprising that we still have this feeling that if we stick our head up, we become financially successful, we become world-renowned or something like that, that people will attack us because they actually will. Now, these days, we don't have to worry about getting killed, but we do have to worry about attacks by activist groups for those of us who end up rich. And then you have jealous uh, people that you're in competition with for the girl or for the guy that take jabs at you, dig at your character, put out rumors and such. In terms of making money, it's a lot, a lot more dangerous to stick your head out because, you know, the average American, 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And they're all pumped up with this propaganda that the rich people are bad and that they're the one who takes their money from them and et cetera, et cetera. Although they complain on the devices that they bought with their own money voluntarily and, you know, <laughs> other such contradictions. And we see that it's becoming more and more morally acceptable to harm people because they have something, especially monetarily. And if these people get their way, they'll end up with nothing. They'll end up starving because entrepreneurs and business people are the reason that they are able to live. Because they provide the food and the housing and everything else. The challenges for a very attractive people haven't really changed in the last hundred, couple hundred years, whenever. So, because, yeah, I guess it's just the same stuff. So, you're very attractive and you're getting all the girls or you're getting all the guys. The girls are going to take jabs at you, talk shit behind your back. They're going to ostracize you and all that stuff. And if you're a guy, you'll hear a lot of insults, a lot of kind of bitchy behavior, surprisingly. But of course, none of this is personal. It's just a strategy for getting what they want. 
Now, I personally thought that I covered all the bases when I made this argument. And you can go watch that or listen to that argument again if you want. But I was reading a book called A Woman's Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brendan. Psychotherapist, psychologist, worked with Ayn Rand back in the day. Pioneer of the self-esteem movement in the 50s. He passed away in 2014. I've been studying all his stuff, trying to become an expert on it so I can help you. And everyone I come in contact with. And help myself too. Help myself. But there was a passage that really stuck out to me and revealed the hole in my explanations. And I want to read it to you. So here's a chapter from the book called Success Anxiety. And I'm going to read you a portion of it. When self-esteem is weak, success can evoke apprehension and disorientation. There is the, the wordless sense. There is not. This is not the way my life is supposed to be. One feels temporarily out of sync with reality. And that is necessarily frightening. One feels, this is a mistake. I can't last. I'll be found out or exposed. Or something else will go wrong. Self-esteem is the experience of being confident to cope with the basic challenges of life and being worthy of happiness, which includes being worthy of success. To feel worthy of happiness is to feel that self-fulfillment is natural and appropriate, not an aberration of the natural order that will vanish at any moment. Not everyone who has self-esteem problems has it to the same extent, and not everyone who suffers success anxiety does so equally. Like everything else in human psychology, it is a matter of degree. You may be aware that success can ignite some measure of discomfort in you, yet you are not driven to drastic self-sabotage. You may not understand, you may not undercut yourself completely, you may only retard your progress, holding yourself down to a lower level of achievement than possible while wondering about the mysterious barrier you cannot seem to crash through. I believe it's to the fact that the source of your frustration lies within. The truth is, you are entitled to any success you are able to earn by your honest effort, but it may take enormous courage to accept this. When we see ourselves moving towards success and anxiety kicks in, we must learn to do nothing, that is, to keep out of our own way. We must learn to breathe into our feelings, to allow them to watch our own progress process, to enter into the depths of the experience while at the same time being conscious witness to it and not to be manipulated by anxiety into behaving self-destructively. Then, in time, we can build a tolerance for success. We can increase our ability to handle it without panicking. We must learn to recognize anxiety when it arises. We must learn to identify the ways in which we tend to self-sabotage so that we can make a conscious effort to abstain from doing those things. And that's it. What did you think about it? I thought it was very enlightening, and it revealed a big hole in my theory. And there was another definition of self-success anxiety that he presented in this chapter that I want to read to you. He, and he says, It is the dread and disorientation that persons of an inadequate self-esteem experience when career or work life go well in ways that conflict with their deepest vision of who they are and what is appropriate to them. Oof, oof, big oof. So I think my theory doesn't contradict his in any way. So I will add it to my definition of success anxiety, which is... The fear of a negative future outcome when it pertains to your success, success being the attainment of your values. Success anxiety has a biological basis because there are actual dangers and there are current dangers like being threatened with you know, having your property taken and experiencing jealousy and petty from other people. And to add Nathaniel's definition, I would add to that that. When you experience success, you feel you aren't worthy of it, and therefore you sabotage yourself. 
what he says about breathing into your anxiety, accepting it and letting it fall over you and experiencing it fully is really powerful and it's something that I've been doing and pretty much every area of my life. Anytime that I'm by myself and I feel anxious or some type of emotion that is, quote, negative, I just sit back and I let it come over me and I try to figure out where it's coming from so I can stop it in the future. And since I've been doing that, uh, it's haven't, it hasn't been happening as, as often. And I feel great. And I hope that you take it upon yourself to do the same for yourself. And you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself, to your future self. You owe it to your family if you have a family or the family that you're going to create if you haven't created your family yet. With that being said, I think this was pretty valuable. Hopefully you feel the same. But until next time, peace out.